0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Uh, All through this month of September and Sundays, we're going to be looking at faith school. And we, we will look at the fundamentals of faith, the... The basics of faith. And every time I try to get back to share with us on the subject of faith and for us not to miss it. And and I'll share an experience with you, uh, which began to prompt me to feel like we should consider this again. Uh, most of the times, I mean, when I travel to preach within the country, most of the times I fly, so. And uh, one of the last trips I went to the west, I was leaving Nassabar, going to, um, where was that now? A to preach. And, uh, you know, we had all these flight cancellations, fuel issue, and everything, So I was to use the road. Now, all of a sudden, I discovered I was just afraid of traveling by the road. I was just afraid, you know. I was just afraid, and I didn't know where that fear was coming from, because I'm not someone who is usually afraid of traveling. But I discovered I was just I I was just afraid, and then I was afraid of being kidnapped. I was afraid of being kidnapped. So, uh, And my wife testified that she had never seen me so afraid to travel I, I was born to travel I like to travel I'm comfortable traveling And I'm sharing this with you to know that you, you don't, If you don't do the word, you won't get the results of the word It doesn't matter if you're a preacher you know, sometimes you feel that because we are pastors, then we have a special place with God. Even if we don't believe the word, God will just, will just, you know that Nigerian mindset, this is my person. He's not qualified, let him just go through, he's my person. No, God doesn't work that way. And so I discovered I was just, I was just afraid. So I said, well, then interestingly, I got up around 3 a.m., And I'm going to share why I'm saying this with you. Because if you allow the word of God in your life to drift, you will get into fear. And if you get into fear, you will get the results of fear. And that's why when things happen to people, don't always think you know them. Don't say, this person is a Christian. Why did this happen? You don't know what they were believing when certain things happened. Are you here? So I'm sharing my experience with you. So I I got up around 3 a.m. I thought, no matter how expensive this flight is, I'm not going to use road. So I went online to try to get a ticket. All the tickets were sold out. So I said, okay, I'll charter a vehicle at least. Only me and the driver will be inside. (laughs) This is your pastor. So I chartered a vehicle. And then the vehicle took me to Benin. And it was supposed to take me, a vehicle was supposed to take me to Benin and then take me to Akure. And then the guy just negotiated a bend, and uh, the vehicle went bad. So I had to use the public transport. So I got on the public transport, just praying in the spirit. Then when I got up by 3 a.m., I forgot was that 3 a.m. part. When I got up by 3 a.m., I don't know, for some reasons, I hardly picked my phone up that early, but I just picked up my phone, and I watched a video of the guys that were kidnapped, that were being flogged in the bush. How many of you were here on Friday when I talk about coordinated events in the realm of the Spirit? You know, God can coordinate events in the realm of the Spirit for you. Satan can also coordinate events in the realm of the Spirit to bring fear. The day you are afraid that you will die, that's when you just see obituary everywhere. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? So I saw that video and I saw the people being flogged. And I know myself. Before they flogged me like that, I would have died. So I mean, that, that prompted But then, as I was on the road, so I I was asking myself, where did this come from? And then the scripture came to me, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I realized in the last few months, I've been feeding on just what is going on in the country. Right? It just looks like you are hearing news. It just looks like you're hearing news. But how many of you know, no information leaves you the same? Now, as opposed to feeding on Psalm 91... I'm feeding on what is going on. Now, you realize this. Feeding on what is going on does not change what is going on. It's feeding on the word that does what? That changes what is going on. So, that that leads me to why we're having these fundamentals again. Because we must not allow ourselves drifts. It's like the law of gravity. Right? Um I don't know what the physics definition of the law of gravity is, but I know the ordinary person's definition. If you jump up from a building, you will fall because gravity is at work, right? But when you get into a plane, an airplane, for instance, the law of lifts and aerodynamics is at work. So the, the flight can actually carry you. But listen very carefully to this before we get into the scriptures. The fact that you are on that plane does not mean that gravity has disappeared yeah Come on, are you here gravity is still there right a higher law just suspended the law of gravity temporarily pay attention to this temporarily as long as that law is working so are you here let me give you an. Do you understand that example? The, the, the law that is working the airplane is the law of lift and the law of aerodynamics and all of those laws working together. But it is working in the presence of the law of gravity. So immediately that law of gra- um, the law of lift or aerodynamics stops working. The law of gravity sets in. Yeah. Another example that you can understand is there's light here now we can see but it does not mean that there's no darkness in this room right it's not like when we switch off the light when i say we well, have switched on the light Oh, so darkness come darkness come darkness come and that i'm coming i'm at Finima." no that's not what happens right while we're in this room there's darkness but our higher law which is the law of lights Dispels the darkness Pay attention to this Temporarily as long as that law is working So as long as faith Is not in my heart If I'm feeding on something else It dispels faith So so that means The believer has to be Constantly feeding himself To be on faith You cannot stop faith Praise God now, let's go to scriptures. Go to Hebrews chapter... We're going to read a lot of scriptures today, as usual. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. I, I shared that story with you. And, you know... Um, <laughs> it was interesting in that journey because every car we tried to get to get me didn't work. So, I had to use public transport. All true. And it was, it was quite good. But... I started asking myself, "So why all of this?" And then you know, the Lord began to remind me of basics. Go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. Go back to feeding yourself. Go back to uh, training your faith where this is concerned. Hebrews chapter two verse one. look at this. He says, "For this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, have, past tense what we have heard. Praise God so that we do not drift away from it. What you have heard, you can drift away from it. You can be somebody who walks in healing and health for such a long time. After a while, you drift away from it and you become sickly. So it's it's like when you're pedaling a bicycle. Those of you who ride bicycles, right? As long as you keep pedaling, what happens? It will do what? It will move. If you remove your leg, you know, we like drama in this part of the world. You know, some people will pay that back and spread their leg and raise one hand. You know, you know if you do that, it will go forward for a while. But what's the ultimate result? It will crash. And if you don't want to crash, what do you do? You keep pedaling. You see, God has not made life to be unpredictable. If you find fear in your heart, in any area of your life, it's an area where you have not fed on the word of faith strong enough. Glory to God. So he says, for this reason, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. Now, drifting connotes words. What what does drifting exemplify? Um, easiest example I can give is like when you have a canoe at the riverbank, okay? Or you have a ship at the riverbank. Every ship has an anchor. Right? Every big ship has an anchor. Every canoe has a rope that is tied to the wood, which is the anchor. You know, I mean, (laughs) the anchor is more expensive than the canoe, so there's no need buying the anchor. Right? So you've got a canoe, but there's always how many of you have seen those pictures right there's always one stick and everybody ties their their rope their canoe to that stick you know why because if you don't tie your canoe by the time you come tomorrow morning you will need a peter example and jesus example to walk on water you will find your canoe at the other side of the river or in another village what's going to happen it's going to drift it will not go once. It will not be like a speedboat. Gradually, it will And that's what happens to your faith. You see, why you need to replenish your faith every time is because you're using it all the time. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? So he says, the things we have heard, the messages you've, you've, you've been taught. So what did I do? I went back to the messages on faith. Went back to the message of supernatural protection. Went back to the messages. I know the things I know about the ministry of angels. Get back, went back to my faith magazines. I began to just put faith in my heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Now let's read something that Paul said in uh, Philippians chapter 3 verse 1. Philippians chapter 3 verse 1 remember this is faith school so we're going over the basics again you will hear some of the things you've heard before but we're reminding ourselves philippians 3 verse 1 it says finally my brethren rejoice in the lord to write the same things again is no trouble for me or to me and it is a safeguard for you i'm going to write the same things to you again it's no trouble but it is safety. I've always said, in Christianity, reputation is safety. Praise God. Reputation is safety. You said, I will write the same things to you. So, don't go about like, I've heard that before. I know that before. No. Don't get familiar with the word. Don't get familiar with the teaching. If we don't get familiar with the teaching, we open ourselves up to learn. You know, familiarity is actually a form of pride. Praise God. Familiarity is actually a form of pride. When you get familiar and then it can teach you again, you can learn again. And we can get so familiar with the word of God that we don't allow the Lord to correct us. And so we open our heart to learn and to relearn. And to unlearn certain things we know about the subject of faith. Lillian B. Yeomans, she was a lady who was a medical doctor. And uh, she she had a very terrible, uh, I think it was a cancerous situation. An old medical doctor. And she started taking painkillers. She became so addicted to painkillers, it became even more concern to the people around her than the disease she had. And then she discovered the word of God and by faith in God's word she got delivered. But she made this statement and I like this statement. She says, God delights in his children stepping out on the aching void with nothing underneath except the word of God. God delights in his children stepping out on the aching void. With nothing underneath except the word of God. What is she saying? She's saying God gets joy when we trust him. When we can step out in our life and there's nothing we are stepping out on but his word and his promises. I've always said this every time I have the privilege to teach God's children. That nothing in this world is eternal except the word of God. Nothing. Not your business. Not your home. Not your marriage. Not your economy. Not. I mean, we've 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 literally observed the the Nigerian naira go from whatever to whatever in less than four or five months. I mean, every time the women come back from the market, they are screaming, Woo! <laughs> so Say what happened again? did ah! <laughs> they, they, they not introduce. The meat to you. Is this meat? You say, what happened? Ah, last year we bought last month we bought it 2,000. Now it's 3,000. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Every time the women come back from the market, there's all these shouts of praise, <laughs> and exclamation. And, and we'll, it's like it's something happening so fast you can't even stop. You go back next month, they tell you something. You go back next month, they tell you something. So it's not permanent. It's not permanent. Even in Europe, they're expecting another recession. So, it's not, it's not, uh, there's nothing in this world that is eternal. People went to the best schools, but yet still can't manage the economies. So, if you're not rooted in the word of God, anything you're putting your faith on can fail. Praise the name of the Lord. Anything you're putting your faith on. And that's why I'm very passionate about the subject of faith. Because if you learn it and know how to put it to work, you can live a victorious life. Regardless of where you are. Can I get an amen? Amen. So we're going to start from the basics. Number one, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. We are saved by faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that none of yourself, it is the gift of God. One of the things I want to emphasize this morning is that every born again child of God already has faith. You don't pray for more faith. You are not saying, ah, I thank God for my pastor. My pastor has faith, I don't have. No, that's unbelief. That's, that's blasphemous unbelief. Because if you didn't have faith, you couldn't be born again. Did you see it there? Come on, everybody, can we see it? It says what? Let's read it together. I want to go. For by grace, you have been saved through what? Faith. Are you saved? Okay, some of you are not sure. Are you saved? How did you get saved? By what? By faith. So if you didn't have it, you couldn't get saved by it. Are we, are we correct? Alright. Number two example. Romans 5.1 We are justified by faith. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That means the peace we have with God today... Is because of faith. So we are justified by faith. So the believer, who you are, is saved by faith, is justified by faith. Okay. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, 6. So if you are saved, you are saved by faith. If you are justified, you are justified by faith. Now, Hebrews eleven six, And without faith, it is impossible to do what? Please God. That means you cannot please God without faith. Now, let me, let me, let, let, let's put it this way. If we cannot please God without faith, and we don't have faith, it makes God wicked. God cannot tell me, you cannot please me without this thing when he hasn't given it to me. Are we together? If I tell you, uh, you cannot please me, there are some men that like pounded at night. They won't be hungry or pande yam in the morning and in the afternoon. It's night. So, if I say you cannot please me without pounded and a goosey soup, somebody say, oh, Pastor, you're making me hungry now. Focus on the on the message. All right. If I say you cannot please me without yam and egusi soup, it means that you have the capacity to produce it. Because if you don't have the capacity to produce it, if I'm expecting it from you, then I'm wicked. Do you understand that example? So anything I anything God says you cannot please me without already means that God knows that you can do that thing. If God said, you can't please me without faith, it means that you have faith. Or you have the capacity for faith. You see, stop saying you don't have faith. You have it. You're either not using it, or you're not exercising it, or you're not aware of it. There is no believer who has no faith. Because you couldn't be saved without it. You couldn't be justified without it. You couldn't please God without it. So every believer has faith. You've got the seed of faith in you already. It's either you're not actively using it. It's not growing. Or you're not putting it to work. Or we're just ignorant of it. But you have it. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. See when you got born again, you got born again by faith. Therefore you have faith already within your born again human spirit. Let me give you another scripture proof. Um, let's go to Mark eleven twenty two and see the words of Jesus. Mark chapter eleven, verse twenty two. Now Jesus said to the disciples, "You know the story. We are going to go through it during the faith school." And Jesus answered, saying to them, "Have faith in God." Now, Jesus wouldn't tell them have faith in God if they couldn't have faith in God. In fact, some translations, the original Greek says have the God kind of faith. So God wouldn't expect us to use faith if we can't have faith. So stop saying I don't have faith. You have it. You're either not using it, you don't know how to use it, or you're not putting it to work, but you have it. You can have something and not use it. You know that, right? You know you can have something and not use it? Yeah. It's like you go out to buy something. And then your friends want to buy, so you have a drink. And they say, do you have money there? say, I have money, but I don't want to use it. Yeah, you have it, but you're not using it. You don't want to use it. It doesn't mean you can't go say you don't have money. No, you have. You have faith. So God couldn't tell them, Jesus couldn't tell them, have faith in god if they couldn't have faith in god it means that a man can have faith in god you know sometimes uh, uh intelligent i don't want to even call them intelligent people but let's for the sake of good words let's say intelligent people sometimes try to be very logical you know and they say you know you people just believe the bible you just believe the bible something written by some men some stories and they say all of that and it sounds very intelligent And those same men, when you ask them, what do you do? Say, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a scientist. Uh, I'm a physicist. Uh, I studied astrology. Okay, beautiful. All the things you learned in astrology, where did you learn them from? Uh, well, some science people put them together. <laughs> and your whole life, you are defending what another man like you studied. And then 10 years down the line, say, well, science has come to discover that this thing we studied 10 years ago is not really true. We are now discovering new things because the gems have now grown wings. You believe what Esten wrote, what Galileo wrote, what Isaac Newton wrote. I believe what God writes. You have a problem with me. I'm foolish because I believe God's word. You are wise because you believe what Esten wrote. And then, 14 years down the line, another human being like you who was giving birth to like you tells you that law that we didn't really understand it properly, say it's true. How wise can you get? Is it never let anybody get so wise that they start doubting God's word? Don't feel foolish for standing on the word of God. This word has lived beyond the people who thought that. You know, people thought they would destroy the Bible. People thought they would destroy Christians. When we traveled, I went to a place called, um, the name of the place is Potter Lioness. Potter Leones, the word Potter um, in the language means door. The Lioness means lion. It was a place where lions were released to eat up Christians in the Colosseum. The place is still there, still preserved. And when they found these Christians, to put them in the Colosseum and have about 15,000 people gathered, ask them to renounce their faith, and they wouldn't, and they would release the lions from this particular spot that I was standing on to go attack the Christians. And yet Christianity still survives. I doubt if you do that to scientists or to agriculturists. For over 2,000 years, consistent persecution if they will still survive. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. So if we cannot have faith, God will not say have the God kind of faith. In Romans ten seventeen, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of Christ. We're going to dwell on this as we go on, but I just want to lay some basic foundation today. Now, faith comes. If the Bible tells us faith comes, it means it can be received. Am I right? Do you agree with that? If I say, uh, someone is coming. If, if, if we're in the house together and I say, uh, Pastor Mary is coming. What, what, that means that you can see Pastor Mary come. You can receive Pastor Mary come. You should prepare to receive her. So if the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing, it means we can have faith. Uh, What I want you to see this morning is... Stop talking to yourself that you don't have faith. Stop looking at yourself like... You know, sometimes we admire people like... Wow, that faith giant. You know, my pastor has faith. You know, that man of God has faith. And sometimes we even train the people under us... To so believe in our faith... That they don't even use their faith. It's good. I mean, people you lead should trust you. But ultimately... We, it's not faith in your man of God, it's faith in, your, in, in God. You have faith. It's in your spirit if you're born again. And you need to learn to use it. You need to learn how it works. You know, faith needs to be learned just as everything else needs to be learned. Like we're going to have prayers On Wednesdays, prayer school, teaching people how to pray and receive answers to prayers. These things have to be learned. Because some of us just hear this concept and we just feel like, oh, we we already have faith. Have you ever bought something before that you have to ask someone to come and help you set up? Have you bought something like that before? Okay, those of you here haven't bought anything like that. (laughs) Let me preach to these people. Alright? Have you bought something before? And then you you saw the carton. It was in the uh, in the, the the picture on the carton was nice. It was set up on the carton. Then you say, "Wow, I like this." Maybe a toy, especially toys. Let's say you are older generation. Your toys was tin tomatoes, and and, uh, and and cover of, of beer bottle that you're using to play soccer. Eh? Or the the doll you had was just that green one with hole on top. When you press it, beep, beep. that's the only doll you had access to in your your history, your whole generation. That's the type they use. You had green. Your cousin had red. Now you now give birth to your children and you have some money and you go to a supermarket and you see these Voltron dolls. I can even insult you if you talk to them in here. Then you buy it. In your mind, you are thinking immediately you open the carton. Eh? It's set up. Then you now come and see the thing scattered. And you know children are very impatient. See, when when are you giving us the doll? In your mind, you know that listen, listen. I've paid for the doll. That's the easiest part. Assembling it. Huh? Eh? is the difficult part. That's how it is. When you got born again, faith is already on your inside. You've got to learn how to use it. You've got to learn how to assemble it. You've got to learn how your faith can be effective. You've got to learn what weakens your faith. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, in um, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible says, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, He has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The, the, the scripture says, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. You, you need to watch out for this. all right? But to think so as to have sound judgment, so as God, look at this, has allotted to each a measure of what? Faith. Now, if you read the Romans chapter 12 carefully, Paul was talking about the gifts, exercising the various gifts. And he says, exercise the gift God has given to you according to the measure of faith that you have. That means that there is faith to exercise the gifts that God has given to you. But what I want you to pick from this scripture is that to each one, a measure of faith has been dealt. You see, what we all have is a measure of faith. And from that measure of faith, what happened? You grow your faith. Praise God. Let's 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 use a farming example, right? What happens? They give you uh, a seed, you know, yam seeds, and let's say you grow up with your parents as farmers. They were farmers, and you are now a man. You want to go and start your own farm. What do, what will your parents do for you? They'll give you a measure of land, right? They're not going to give you the whole land. They'll give you a measure of land, and then they give you what? Some seeds. They give you like. One pan of yam and stuff like that, and what do you do? You cultivate that the first year, and you cultivate the second year, and you keep you keep working on that farm, you keep planting those seeds, you keep reaping the harvest, you keep planting, and afterward you become a big farmer. You know, one of the challenges of our generation today is impatience, we don't want anything to grow. So we have everything prepared for us now. Hmm? Hello? You know, ladies, you know what I'm talking about, right? You have already fried bones inside a packet, so you want to eat bones? Yes. <whistles> this is bones. <laughs> you have everything almost ready. It's good, but you know what that makes you to do is you miss you mix the fun of mixing, shaking and mixing and mixing and mixing and mixing, and over mixing putting this. You know, it's that experience you now learn to measure. Surely in our part of the world where we don't have measuring standards. You know, when, and that's why sometimes following those things on YouTube becomes difficult to you. Difficult for you. Say, put one ounce of oil. <laughs> you say, ounce, ounce. What is oins? <laughs> and you are used to just turning oil with your eye. Say See? See it's not red, put more <laughs> Okay Okay, so God has dealt to you the measure of faith Praise God Alright, so The measure of faith that you have Is enough to get you going It's enough to start your faith journey You can be inspired By people of faith But don't be intimidated by them People can inspire you People use their faith for all kinds of things. They can serve as an inspiration. But listen to me. You didn't just come to this life to admire faith people. You came to live the faith life. You came to also work the faith journey. Because you know what? God is not a respecter of persons. If he would do it for me, he will do it for you. If his word will work for me, come on. His word will do what? Will work for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright. So... Two scriptures i want you to pay attention to matthew chapter 13 and verse um okay let's look at this first matthew chapter 9 verse 29 go to matthew chapter 9 verse 29 hallelujah matthew nine twenty-nine. this was the case where these people needed their eyes to be opened so in matthew nine twenty-nine, there is a phrase there i want you to get and don't miss it Then he touched their eyes, saying, Jesus touched the eyes of these blind men and said to them, it shall be done to you according to what? Hey, come on, everybody, everybody, let's read this. It's up on the screen. Let's read it. One, two, three, go. Then he touched their eyes, saying, it shall be done to you according to what? Hey, hey, you need to pay attention to that. Don't hurry over that. Pay attention to that. It shall be done to you according to your faith. Do you realize he did not say according to my power? One of the ways to read scripture is to read what he did not say. It's called the law of elimination. You eliminate certain things out and he can give you. Jesus did not say, This will be done to you according to my power. In fact Jesus did not even say This will be done to you according to your cry. Jesus said It shall be done to you According to what? Your faith Will will that word According If we look at that word according Can we say That if your faith is at 40 degrees Then you get 40 degrees results Can we say that? If it's going to be according, right? Let me use an example. I think you will understand. If I say I'm going to give you food according to your hunger, mm. <laughs> That example sank. I heard someone say, hmm. Right. So would that mean that you have you um, do you understand that? Let's say we are eating a bar, and I say everybody in this church. This is an example. Everybody in this church, after service, I said again, it's an example. Everybody in this church, after service, we're going to serve everybody plates of a bar, right, according to your hunger level. What would that mean? It's always say, pastor, let it not be an example. Do it. Let's really practice this. Now, What that means, now listen to this, what that means is that the quantity of a bar is not our problem. Before I'll tell you that, it means we have enough to go around as much as you can eat. So you must realize in life, the power problem is not with God. He's got enough power to go around. He's got enough blessings to go around. That's why you must never be envious of someone else. Because God has enough for every one of us to be blessed. God has enough for every one of us to do well. Are you following what I'm saying? If God is not scared of our needs, his he hell should die. The God who is more than enough. Glory to God. So, somebody comes out and says, Pastor, I want two wraps. And he'll give him. I want three wraps. Then we have the giants of faith. Among us, and then you put four five wrap. You say, uh, Let me eat this one first. You know, when you hear the word first, you know that the man is not done. Well, that's what it means. According to your faith, according to how much you can believe God for. So, what you have in your life right now is as a result of your faith, not the nation, not the government. Not the economy. Not the power of God. We should stop blaming things that are outside for our life. Learn it in life. Never blame an external factor. You see, God did not put you here to be at the mercy of the government. Now... I do recognize there are certain things the government can do to make life easier. But what if they choose not to do it? It doesn't mean that our life will go down with them. Glory to God. We, when men say there's a casting down. Come on, tell me. What do we say? Oh, I didn't hear that. When men say there's a casting down, what do we say? There is a lifting up. We're not denying that there's a casting down. We're just saying that we don't join you in the casting down group. We're different. And you must learn to exert your difference in daily conversations. Because that's one of the reasons our faith doesn't work. You know, it's like saying, when is uh, a casting out, oh, lifting up, hallelujah, lifting up, hallelujah. And then you go home, and then your neighbors gather in the night and say, oh, will we will all die in this country. I say, hmm, I'm dead already. And you wonder why your faith is not working. That's what you really believe. Praise the name of the Lord. Where well, I would have I would have behaved differently now, but younger, coming up in the faith message, I've walked people out of my house who insisted on speaking negative confession. I asked them to leave my house. Uh, well, I would have acted a bit differently now, maybe more matured, but I've severed relationships for people who will not say the right stuff. Because that thing is deadly, it'll kill you. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Come and see. I mean don't join the devil in destroying your life by the wrong confessions we'll talk about that as we go on praise the name of the lord now do you realize in matthew chapter 13 verse 53 to 58 now uh, hold 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 on there hold go back to matthew 9 okay so this is matthew 9 now okay we're moving to matthew 13 right in matthew 9 Some blind men got their eyes opened. Matthew 9. Okay, so chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11, chapter 12, chapter 13. Just three chapters. Go to chapter 13 now. Jesus was in his hometown. Okay? So go to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 53. Are you still here? Say amen if you're here. All right. So we are in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 53. When Jesus has finished his parables he departed from there he came to his hometown and began teaching them in their synagogue so they were astonished and said where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers so jesus had wisdom jesus had miraculous powers Is not this the carpenter's son it's not his mother called mary and his brothers james and joseph and simon and Judas. so jesus had brothers and his sisters are they not all with us where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. Come on, verse 58. Verse 58. Everybody? 58. Let's read it. once to go? And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. NIV version. NIV version. Do you have the NIV? NIV. Look at NIV. Everybody, look at NIV on on the screen. Let's read it together. What did it say? And he did not do many miracles there because of what? Now, would because, the word because, right? English. Would because tell us the reason why. If I say i didn't come to your house yesterday because the rain fell so why didn't i come to your house i'm giving you the reason why i didn't come to your house because it's the the fact that the rain fell that's why i did not come to your house so because tells us the reason jesus did not do many miracles now jesus did not do many miracles because he didn't have miraculous power some of you are not still sure Are you sure? Because the verse just before that, in verse 54, they said with their mouth, where did he get these miraculous powers from? They said it. Right? It wasn't Jesus that said it about himself. They said it with their mouth that Jesus had miraculous power. So do we agree that Jesus had miraculous power? Yes, they said it. Okay, so if Jesus had miraculous power, what is the purpose of miraculous power? What do you think miraculous power will be used for? The answer is in the the question. Miraculous powers will be used for miraculous things. If you have miraculous power, it's not to cook food. I know you like Spider-Man, but miraculous powers is to do miracles. Am I right? Now, another question. Did Jesus have miraculous powers for himself? What do you think? Some of you are not sure. What do you think? No. Jesus didn't need miracle. Do you think Jesus was blind? Or he wasn't hearing properly. That's why they were shouting, Master, Master, because he doesn't hear once. You think Jesus was shouting, Rabbi, Rabbi, because if you don't shout well, Jesus will not hear. Do you think that's why they called him Rabbi, Rabbi? Or you think Jesus was his stammerer? That's why he said, truly, truly. No, he wasn't. Jesus didn't need miracles. He was God. So, the miraculous power in Jesus was for them. How many of you know when you go to your hometown, you just want to bless your people? I know some of you are afraid of going to your hometown now because you listen to the wrong preachers. You want to kill them now. But if you go to your hometown, how many of you know, you, you just want to be of a blessing, right? You just want to help your town people, help your uncle, you know, just help people. So we will assume that when Jesus went to his hometown and was teaching in the synagogue, he really wants to be a blessing. You know, myself and Pastor Mary were talking, we preached in Ghana before we traveled, and she was saying, I, I just like to teach in our church. And I was telling her, I say, I mean, we teach, I teach all over, but I like to teach here. If if you really, I mean, home is home. You just like your church. You know how the people are going to respond. Are you following what I'm saying? I mean, there are some things I say, and you guys laugh, and we have a good time. I go outside, I preach, I say the same. And people are just looking at me. Then I go back to the Bible, like you're laughing now. You know, sometimes people just wonder, why do you laugh a lot in your church? We're happy. You know, but I mean, you understand what I'm saying. So, Jesus went to his hometown. He wanted to be of a blessing to them. He taught in the synagogue, but he could not because of their lack of faith. Remember what we just read in Matthew chapter nine: "Be unto you according to your faith." And he came to his hometown, and they could not receive miracles. Same Jesus, same power, same place different faith quotients. And what they got was what they could believe for. And this is sad. That many things in our life, you know we talk about this month being our month of miracles, many miracles we do not receive, it's not because God doesn't have the power to get it to us, it is lack of faith. if we lack faith, (laughs) we can't do anything. God can do anything for us. And that's why the subject of faith is very important. It will change your life. Praise the name of the Lord. And and like any other thing in life, sometimes you learn by trial, you learn by error, but you keep learning. You keep believing God. You keep stretching. You keep working the muscles. It's like you go to the gym for the first time. You know, when you go to the gym for the first time, some of you have gone to a proper gym, okay? You see, and when I mean proper gym, I just mean gym that has equipment that are proper. You know what I'm saying? You know, you see all those um, width, eh? that has like rubber stuff. Hmm? The right what? Not the dumbbells, those they eh? The right 10 kg, 50 kg, 60 kg, 20 kg, 100 kg. God save you if you maybe went there with your wife. Eh? And your wife has been complaining that you are lazy. Then you just go, say, I see that 100 kg. You just think because it's written in rubber. <laughs> eh? If you are wise, you will start from 10 kg. You know what I'm saying? If you say, ah, Is that the only one you can carry? You say, No, no, I'm just I'm just checking my. It's just wisdom. Because if you go to that 100 kg and you manage to raise that thing up and there's nobody around you, the next person you will meet is Jesus. And he will ask you about what you have done with your life on earth. That's when you will know you are dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? So so, so it's the same thing with faith. You can't hear a message like this now and just rush to go and believe for 100 kg, you won't survive. Sometimes you just start from believing that you will have transport home without begging anybody. You just start from that 5kg first. Transport food for the next day. Do you understand? You you start believing for little things. And what are you doing? You're exercising your faith. You're growing your faith. You have a long time to live. Don't live like you will die soon. Walk the process. Praise God. I mean, starting in this faith journey, I remember um, I was blessed by Minister ministry of I was sure I was in Zamfara then. And he was having a meeting in Abuja. And I really wanted to bless him financially. I mean, it took me six months to believe God for 10000 to give him. It took me six months. Kept believing. Kept believing. 1000 a month. One th- believe in faith. Believe in trusting. I put the offering together. When I sold it into his life, it was like I had bought him a private jet. That's why when people minister to me, I really um, bless them. Because sometimes you don't know what people had to believe for. To be able to get that seed into your hands. Praise God. I remember buying my first amplified Bible, 800 naira. Red Amplified that came out. Man, it took me, it took me over a year to believe for that. That's that's where the faith journey starts from. You know, some people hear messages like this, and the next thing they just want to go and believe God for a private jet. And when it doesn't work, say ah, this thing is not working. It's you that is not working. The word, of, <laughs> the word of God is tried. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The word of God is proven. And listen, if you're trusting God for anything or your faith is not working, the problem is not with God. Humble yourself and go before the Lord and say, Lord, where am I missing it? And the Lord will begin to show you certain things. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we still take some time? I haven't preached to you in a long while. You will sit here today. In Matthew 9, 20 to 21, we, see, we find the same story. I want to go to other, other things, but in Matthew 9, 20 to 21, a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhage, uh, this hemorrhage is in loss of blood, for 12 years. Imagine how many years this woman had been suffering. Came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. Verse 21, for she was saying to herself, we'll talk about this, if I only touch his garment, I will be what? Made whole. Right? And what did Jesus say to her? He says, But Jesus turning and seeing her said, Daughter, take courage. Come on. What made you well? I didn't hear that. What made you well, church? Can you see that Jesus didn't say my power? Because, listen, The power, the miraculous power in Jesus is useless if your faith doesn't take a hold of it. Praise God. If your faith doesn't take a hold of it. The healing power of God is useless if your faith doesn't take a hold of it. The provisions of God is useless if your faith doesn't take a hold of it. It's like we're here right now, right? And we've got BUC, our electrical company in this city. And there's light all over. But we had to get a transformer. We had to wire our house. We had to put plugs, right? Sockets. And then What? we have at pull bulbs. That's how we take advantage. But do you know there are places in this town that don't have lights. Right? Yeah. But there's power in the town. But they don't have that. They haven't accessed it. The promises of God is of no use to you if you will not act on them by faith. Listen, this message will change your life. It changed ours. I was so scared of getting into the ministry. Receiving the message of faith, built faith in my heart to do the things we're doing today in and around the world. You don't have to start from the top; Just start from where you are right now. You already have the measure of faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I'll give you a few fundamentals, seven fundamentals, and then we can wrap up. Um, let me say this to you again. The God does not move on your behalf because you have a big need. But because you have big faith or you have faith. God does not move on your behalf because you cry hard enough. But because you have faith. Um faith, if you have faith, it cannot be hidden. Let me show you two examples very quickly from scriptures because I give you the before I give you the seven fundamentals. Number one, in Luke chapter five, verse eighteen to twenty, you can write that down. Luke chapter 5, five, eighteen to twenty, some Men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When They could not find a way to do this because of the crowd. They went up on the roof, lowered him on his mat to the tiles, into the middle of the ground right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith. The Bible says, seen their faith. Seen their faith. He said, friend, your sins are forgiven. He saw their faith. So, faith can be seen. It's a tangible reality. You know, I remember one time listening to a man of God. And I like the example he gave. He said, you know, people come to the altar to believe God for things. You know, pray for things. And people just come to the altar and you are trusting God. Oh, Father, this is my problem. You know, they, they personalize it. This is my problem. This one. then They talk, they talk. And then they go back. So he called them back. He said, "Did you receive your answer when you prayed?" Some said, say yes. He said, "You didn't act like you received your answer. Hmm? You didn't act like you received your answer. You came sad. You prayed. You went back sad. Hell no! If you really receive that answer that you're trusting God for, how are you going to act? How are you going to react? You you react better. Hallelujah! You react with joy." That's why you can't force people in faith. When they don't have it, they don't have it. It's, 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 it's something that can be seen. It's something that can be perceived. This is not just the figments of our imagination. Look at um, the case of Paul. Acts chapter 14 verse 9. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Acts 14 verse 9. Are you enjoying this? All right, Acts 49. Praise God. Acts 49. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke. Whom, When he had fixed his gaze on him and had seen that he had faith to be made whole. The man was listening to Paul and saw that he had faith to be made Paul saw his faith. You know, there's a way someone can listen to you. It's like you're describing something to someone, right? And you're talking to someone, and the pastor said, I see, I see. He's not seeing anything, right? Have you heard that? You're not showing him anything, but your words are painting images in his heart, and he's beginning to understand what you're saying. I'll tell you, saints, if you get a hold of how to work by faith, it will change your life. It did ours. It did ours. And that's why today I struggle with a lot of things because I I, I I just wonder like, did people, were you trained this way? Were you trained by the word? Were you trained to trust the word? If you learn how to trust the word of God, you will be at peace with yourself. You will be content because you know what? It's just a matter of time. My faith is getting me somewhere. Hallelujah. There are words that will never come out of my mouth. There are things I can't even see myself in. You know, I, I fed on the word of God in those areas for so long. And even when I start drifting away, like the experience I gave at the begin, beginning of the message, I know what to do. I, I just get back to the word. I feed myself. I get on the message. Let's look at seven fundamentals very quickly. Number one, fundamental understandings of faith. You okay? we are do in the next few minutes. See how the Lord leads us. Number one, faith is not just a mental assent or wish so faith is not just you wish something good will happen it's not just a mind thing it's a spirit thing i will talk about this i just want to drop this with you things to meditate on and we're going to in the course of the message touch each and every one of this number two faith is not strong will hmm? faith is not strong will it's not just saying eh, it will not happen it will not happen it will not happen it's not just strong will Hmm? In Pidgin English, they will say it's not gra. That's not faith. Having strong head is not faith. You know, people just people just have some strong will and they feel well, eh? This, no. If, if it's not rooted in the word of God, it's not faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It has to be faith has to have a source, it has to have a substance. Number three, faith confesses positively but faith is not just positive confession okay the confessions of faith are positive but you see positive confession is not just faith did you get that when you confess faith-filled words they will be positive but not every positive confession is faith what's the difference you see the confession that is a faith-filled confession has to have its root in the word of god if it's not in the word and in the will of God, then it's just positive confession. It's just good confession. It's just nice things. Are you there? Okay, number four. And this is very important. Faith does not work on its own. It is not in the, it is not independent of other instructions in the word of God. Now, I really want to explain this because I see that this is where a lot of us as Christians miss it. So for us, let me read it again so you get it. I said, faith does not work on its own. It is not independent of other instructions in the word of God. Now, I'll give you two scriptural examples. Praise God. Uh, This is the way most of us see faith. Put on, put on the screen for us Matthew chapter 5 verse 23 Matthew 5:23 this is the way some of us see faith right faith is like uh, what's that thing called is Jack right when your tire yeah for car is Jack okay yeah so Jack reminds me of Jack Bauer. okay so it's Jack so let's say you have your tire function right? This is the way some of us see faith. You just go to the boot of your car, take the jack, jack up your car, change the tire, put the jack back. How many of you know that your jack is not relevant to you until your tire is busted, right? Hey, come on. I know you don't have a car, but you can just say yes. Yes. I mean, it's not expensive to say yes. Just say yes. The example is correct. Just say yes. We can all just assume we're car owners. That's where your faith starts from. You give an example like this, doesn't it? Mm, I don't have car. It's bicycle I have. We don't use jack. Don't do that now. Do you understand that? All right. <laughs> okay. So you will realize that even for some car owners, it is when they have that tire issue they will realize that ah, it's like this mechanic took my jack. And do, have you had that experience? Well, ah, he used to be here ah now, and then they start calling. Did you see Jack? And they realize that. Two years ago when they left. Do you get it? That's how some of us are. When we are in problem, we now open boot. Where faith? Ah! Where last did you use your faith? When you were in primary two. Do you understand? So faith is not just a tool we use to get things from God and we dispose. It's a lifestyle. This is where I'm going. A lot of believers want to use faith and despise other instructions. It won't work. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar and, they, and you remember that your brother has something against you, what does God recommend? Leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then you come and present your offering. So, your faith is not going to work with unforgiveness in your heart. Let me give you another example. Husband and wife. 1 Peter 3, 7. 1 Peter 3, 7. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way. Mm? As with someone weaker, and I'll have to explain this, since she's a woman. And show her honor, 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 as a fellow heir of the grace of life. So that your prayers will not be hindered. And, and, and you know, prayer and faith works together. Right? So you can't have a man saying, I'm trusting God for breakthrough in business and you're tr- treating your wife like trash at home. Dishonoring her. Speaking negative words over her. Breaking her self-esteem down. Because you are the provider. You, you are the one that wins the bread. Huh? Because you win the bread. Then you make everybody around you a loser. And you expect your faith to work. Sorry sir, you've been taught wrongly. Your faith is not going to produce because faith is... Is not independent of other instructions of God's word. Faith is not your joker that once you bring, you win the game. So, okay, I've been disobeying God, I've been disobeying God, but I know something that God cannot reject is faith. Right? You know, one day uh, I loan someone some money, and the guy hasn't paid, you know, every time we talk, you talk about everything except the money. Ask about the chickens, how are the goats, how is the lizard in your compound, how is the grass, how is the sun in your area, is rain falling, he won't talk about the money. You know, it was getting me offended. One day I went before the Lord, I was praying. You know, I was praying, I was believing for something and it was delaying in a while. And, and, uh, and, uh, and the Lord pointed out to me that you're offended with this brother. And I was thinking, what will I do, what will I do? What I was believing for was bigger than what he was owing me, so I let him go so I can get what I wanted to receive. And don't think that anybody owing you Is going to listen to this message And let you go If you are owing people, go pay But I realized that there was offense there And I needed to deal with it Are you you following what I'm saying? So you cannot live in sin And be walking by faith The first thing you need to use your faith for Is to walk out of sin Before you use it to believe or break through Break free from the hold of sin Do you understand that? So faith is not just something you use To tie the hands of God Say, give God something, cannot refuse. Give God, stop all those uh, African way of worshipping God. What is what God cannot refuse? Have you read Malachi, where he says, These offerings you are bringing to me, say, go and offer them to your governor. You are bringing lame animals, blind animals. He says, Take them to your governor, whether he will accept them. See where God rebuked them of their fasting in Isaiah? He said, This is not the kind of fast that I desire. You know, what I mean, so our, our offerings to God must be presented in righteousness. Are you following what I'm saying? So, Understand this: that everything in the scriptures combine to your faith. So faith does not just work independent. Please, this is very important. Don't just take faith. You disobey the law of confession. You disobey the law of righteous living. You're not at peace with your brother. You're quarrelling with everybody, and in fact, you are using your faith as a source of quarrel. This thing I'm believing God for. When He come, God will prepare you people. Yeah, I mean, and God is saying, why, why why are you bringing me into your trouble? Your faith cannot now become a source of quarrel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your faith cannot become a source of when God does this for me, everybody around me, we know. You see, you are becoming carnal. You are carnal. Faith works by love. You see, your faith will produce more if you live in such a way that, you know what, I want everybody around me blessed. I just want them blessed. (laughs) that's why this enemy gospel wouldn't allow Christians' faith to work. Their faith only works in killing people. And you know, that thing is you using the power that God has given to you to collaborate with the enemy to get people's lives destroyed. And I'll have time to explain that to you. Number five, you can experience some things by the mercy of God, but to get further further and deeper in your experience with God, you've got to use your faith. Now, I want to show you uh, an example then we have two points and we're done Matthew chapter 5 verse 45 I want to show you something about the nature of God see look at this everybody pay attention write it down and let's all look at the, 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 the screen I want to show you something about the nature of God let's all read this scripture in Matthew 5 verse 45 Once to go everybody so that you may be sons come on let's read again want to go so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. Pause. What you see there is what? Semi-colon, right? Am I right? English people. What does it mean? Gideon. Super teacher. What does it mean in English? The statement continues, right? It's not finished, right? Now, it's going to give us a bit of explanation on how the nature of your father in heaven is. It's giving us what he does. What does he do? For he causes his son. To rise on who? And on who? You know we don't like it when God gives son to evil people. Come and be honest. And sends rain on what? And... Did you see that? So let me explain what I'm saying. Hmm? This explains why some people are offended with their faith walk. Have you heard people make this statement and say, Even me that is serving God, things are not going well for me. That man that is misbehaving, he is getting... Have you seen that? You see, what that man is experiencing is the common rain that falls on the good and the bad. Because God as a creator is a responsible creator. So there is what you call, I will, let me use the word general grace. There's what you that works for everybody as far as God created you. See, as a Christian, eh, if you don't even do much, there are certain things that will work in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody's not giving tight, but it's prospering. We that are giving tight, these are even tight. <laughs> Is rain that is falling on the just and the unjust. But if you want to go further, you would have to use your faith. So that's why sometimes you can see an experience of an unexpected favor. I mean, it's like that. Because imagine if God did not give you son when you were evil. And you, some of you were very evil. If we use evil for you, it's almost looking like good. You know? <laughs> for some of us that were very evil, in our evil, right? God gave us son until what we repented. Can you see that? It's the same song God is extending to those other evil people before they will join you. That is why for your faith to walk, have the nature of God. Never wish anybody bad. Never in your life. No matter how evil they are, don't i mean people will hurt you in this life people will do bad things to you in this life but never come to the point where you like if you hear bad news about those people you'll be happy no never get to that point it's not the nature of your father see the nature of your father is even when you have an opportunity to be of a blessing to the one who is wicked you do it come on, are you hearing this this is faith we still talking about faith So our faith is not to kill people. Our faith is not to hurt people. We are not having faith so that God will make us so blessed and everybody around us will be crawling, you know... You know, coming to our feet and say, Oh, you know, have you heard message like that? Those who offended you, we come back and we apologize and you will say thank you for throwing me out when you threw me out. Because if you have not stopped all those things. You know, those messages make you emotionally excited, but plant evil in your hearts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, realize in this life that nothing any man does to you stops you except you allow that thing in your heart. Are you following this? So when Joseph met his brothers, what happened? Forgave them and reconcile. And says, listen, God sent me ahead to preserve you. But what I'm just trying to explain to you is that your life will go at a good pace even if you don't use faith. You will get some miracles. You will get some things. It's the reign of God. That falls on what? The just and what? Let me give you a biblical example very quickly. Children of Israel, right? They all walked in the wilderness. Hmm? They all just walked in the wilderness. They ate manna. They did this. Some died out of, out of unbelief. But do you know Caleb and Joshua got into Canaan? Yeah? So all the children of Israel, they came out of Egypt. They enjoyed provisions, right? Rain that falls on the just and the unjust. You know some Egyptians... Followed them also. They were called the mixed multitude. But who entered into the promised land and inherited the mountain? Caleb and Joshua. Why? They had to put their faith to work. So there will come a point in life where your faith will have to be put to work. That will determine how much you would experience. All right? Uh, okay. Number six. We'll stop at seven. Number six. Faith is not putting subtle pressure on people and calling it faith. The pressure is on the word of God and not on people. So if you are in faith, it's not to put pressure on people. And then you say you are believing God. No. No. The pressure is on the word of God, not on people. I like what Brother Moore used to say. He says, faith does not give a hint. Alright? So you think this person can bless you. So you just tell him all your needs. Say, but I'm not asking you. I'm just believing God. No, no, no. That's subtle. That's hypocritical. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then seven, faith is not only for things. You don't use your faith only for things. Faith is also to fulfill your purpose. Faith is to live right also. You've got to use faith to live right. And also faith is to act on the word of God. So when we teach about faith, we're not just saying faith is just for things, to just get things from God. No. Faith is also to act on the word of God. Faith is also to live right. If God's word says we can live right, then we believe we can live right. We don't tell ourselves we are just human. If God's word says we can forgive, right? And you know this person have offended you so much, you can't forgive them. What do you use to forgive them? Faith. You forgive them by faith. You love by faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. You, you love by faith. You forgive by faith. You walk by faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you blessed this morning? I didn't hear you. Are you blessed this morning? Yes, sir. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We pray for everyone here this morning and those who listen to this all over the world. We ask in the name of Jesus that these words be ingrained and engrafted in their hearts. And Father, we are open to more revelation and more insight from your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.